For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Wednesday the 9th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shadwicker here and oh wow, look who has finally <laughs> decided to join his podcast essentially uh, after going on what is, uh, I'll tell you what, you have had more birthdays than cricketers had matches this past year and there's been too much cricket. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what Shane Lee celebrating his 50th birthday with 50 birthdays. It's like 51st dates. Your memory yeah. that bad is it mate? Sh- Drew Barrymore over yeah, here. 50 shirts are grey as they say hey um <laughs> no mate no my official birthday was yesterday i had a lovely dinner over the um some good fr- a good friend's house hosted the baileys um and my two brothers came over and kids were there it was nice a little bit of birthday cake and it was a tuesday night mate a school night so it wasn't too big but all right mate enough about yeah. you we get it you had a birthday good on you <laughs> i've been here holding down the fort with dan a lovely producer you know what i mean like where's shane but you're out smashing bottles and whatnot. Yep. I get it. I get it. Um, look, we've got a lot of sport to get into with today's episode. Um, but very quickly before we start, if you're in Brisbane, September 15th and 16th, I've got some shows at the Good Chat Comedy Club, Shad and Pete Save the World on the Friday, and my brand new show, What Is This? Um, it is me trialling out a new show. Uh, which is currently awful, but I'm sure it'll be good by then. So get your tickets. Just go on my Insta um, that you can go and get your tickets from. Let's get into sport, mate. We've got Women's World Cup. We know who we're going to be playing in the Women's World Cup after overnight games. Uh, Liz Cambage. Oh, when she's at, when her name's in a headline, you know it's going to be an interesting story. Uh, AFL and, of course, big contracts floating around the NRL as well. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a CellAid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your CellAid at CellAid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. FIFA Women's World Cup, Shano. Did you uh, manage to sneak a little look at some of the games while you were celebrating uh, last night? Australia's opponent has now been decided and oh, yeah, they good. dominated. Yeah, the French <laughs> looked really good, mate, defeating Morocco 4 0 um, to set up a quarter final. It's actually the, um, the, the French team, I think, are ranked fifth um, in this tournament. Um, mm. And this will be their fourth trip to the quarter finals to take on the Matildas. So it's going to be a tough, tough match, the Matildas. I. I tend to think this is going to be a key match. If we get past this, we could go all the way to the final here, I think. Wow, we yeah, okay. Yeah, I really do. I mean, dare to dream. Mm. I, I'm, I've been dreaming since the beginning of the tournament, let's be real. But, like, I, you know, it's going to be a it's challenge. A the 4 the 0 is a worry mm. um, when you just think of the amount of goal scored. Although Australia's goal scoring hasn't been too bad since the opening of the um, World Cup. Obviously, in Nigeria, we played pretty bad up the top, but then we kind of clawed it back. 
Uh, I'll be I'll be nervous. Saturday though, Suncorp Stadium, I believe it's yeah, at. So the girls just just landed in Brisbane just then, um, and and a huge amount of people at the airport to see them in. Um, so yeah, the um, the excitement's building up there, mate. And, and I think look, Gustafsson. A lot of football managers get a lot of stick and, and, and a lot of um, negative press, but I think the way that he's managed this team so far to get the girls up um, after losing Sam Kerr early and, and the way that he brought her back, held her back the game before, um, it's given her enough mm-hmm. minutes. Um, he's not overplaying um, his hand with her, and, uh, and, I, and I think he's doing a really, really good job so far. But it's, uh, as I said, I think the Nigerian game was a little bit of mm-hmm. a. Blip. Yeah. That was a little bit of a worry, the, the way that was kind of coached. But I yep. think you're right. I think yep. it's been a good campaign. Uh, for those that love an underdog story, according to the win probability mm-hmm. uh, index for the game, uh, Australia is 26%. Ooh. France, 45%. Extra time, 29% over the 90 minutes. Okay. So right. you love an underdog story? Well, here it is, yep. guys. Woof, woof. Here is your underdog woof, woof. story. Yep. For the Matildas. Uh, other uh, results also overnight. Colombia continue their fascinating run through yep. the Cup as well. And we'll be looking to hopefully upset England, who have been playing in great form as well. 1 0 over Jamaica. That means the two fairy tale stories. Although Colombia's been a great story as well. Rank 25th. Um, yeah. Jamaica, yeah, Jamaica and Morocco, though, are the, you know, the, the much smaller nations mm. that are making their charge through the Cup has now been over. Some negative news from the World Cup as well. There's been a story about um, the Nigerian team mm. uh, that did bow out. Uh, about the conditions they've had to put up with while coming to play in this World Cup. Unpaid wages. We're talking uh, sharing bunk beds, I think, was one of the stories I saw. Yeah, like- they're, they're basically saying, mate, that... Um, and look, the coach the coach said he hasn't been paid for 14 months, but it's just because of the girls. Wow. He's hanging in and around and wants to um, to see them succeed. But the girls said they have no gym, they have no um, warm-down um, facilities, he said, to the point where often they're often sharing beds. Um, so it's, it hasn't been easy for them and... Yeah, it's it's not the the wealthiest government in the world over there, is it? But um, and I'm sure it's hard to fund sport in that country, particularly women's sport, mm. as it's on the up. Excuse my ignorance mm. here, but like when they say like I haven't been paid for 14 months, like how how, how are they over here? Who's paying for them while they're well, here? Well, obviously got here, like food yeah. and you yeah, know well, I mean? it's, it's, yeah, but it's all it's all on a budget, isn't it? And um, yeah, right, I, yeah, but they're not getting their wage, so it's just the officials that are like, yeah, yeah, uh, we'll I don't, get you I don't a think snack. the players are getting any, hardly any wage at all. They're just getting their, yeah, their, right. their meal, a meal ticket for every night, and then they're sharing beds, and it's a coach who hasn't even been paid. So I mean, let, let's be real here. We know that FIFA is the one of the richest organisations yep. in the world. They take that much money underneath the table. Mm. How about you go and fund some of these smaller nations yeah, then? That's right. Give them some of this money, Give mate. Them a bed. You know what I mean? You guys are right, like sleeping in it. Yeah. Give them a bit of coin so that they can play under some decent conditions. I know we go, oh, Nigeria's got to look after them, but we know that they don't have much money. They're currently, you know, like they're they're in their own situations over there in their own country. It's like FIFA's got all this money. Mm. Help these smaller nations. Give them a place to stay at yep. least. Um, turning to basketball, Liz Cambage. Oh. This is fascinating. Beige-ish. Beige-ish. Switching Beige-ish. allegiance. Beige is not, mate. <laughs> Switching allegiance from the Australian team yeah. to a surprise nation, mate. See, like this, uh, two words for her: rabble rouser. Um, so you've had, <laughs> if you read the story, now I'm quoting here. This is not my thoughts, Liz. So don't come after me. But basically, this goes back to she hasn't played for Australia since 2021. Um, it was a game against um, Nigeria, actually, and uh, allegedly she called uh, some of their players monkeys. 
Um, the Australian players confirmed that. She's now saying because her dad's Nigerian that she wants to leave Australia and go and play for Nigeria in the next World Cup. The Nigerians have now come out and said, no, she said that mm. She said that as well. They've confirmed it. And they said, basically, yeah. she said, go back, play for your third world countries, according to them, not me, of course. Well, and a player accused her of calling them monkeys yeah, that's right, as yeah. well. There's so many uh, yeah. different stories coming out from... Um, that interaction. I mean, I thought Liz Cambage had given up on basketball and was going full-time DJ because that's what she was doing as well in LA. She was DJing at, at nightclubs and stuff and they're like, wasn't she going to have an OnlyFans or something like that? Like, I thought... God, I, would, I, I wouldn't watch that. <laughs> I thought she was moving out of the basketball game. Now she wants to get up. I mean, the logic, this surely it, it's surely just all press because yeah. the, logic, the logic to be like, oh, I had like a big confrontation with the Nigerian national team mm. Uh, where there's accusations of me saying racist comments, and then to be like two years later, I want to go and play for them. Yeah. It, like the logic in that seems so flawed that it's like, no, this seems yeah. like a big PR media. Stuff, yeah. yeah, get me some PR, surely. Um, and I mean, can Liz Cambage even still play? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> it's just a fascinating I want to see a nude, I know that much. Let's talk about a great boomers. Uh, let's talk about a great uh, basketball story. Jesus Christ! Let's say he's fifty now, guys. He doesn't know any better. Um, boomers, boomers. Uh, August fourteenth, later on this month, the campaign kicks off for the FIBA World Cup. Yeah, all on Channel Nine. Fantastic, isn't it? The, the Road to Paris, two thousand twenty-four. Mate, look at some of the names in this Aussie side: Paddy Mills, Josh Giddy, um, Joe Inglis. Um, Jock Lansdale, uh, Dyson Daniels, mate, Matisse Theibel, um, yeah, Matt Deliver Davis still hanging around, mate. This team is just packed full of guns. Wow. This has got to be our most high-profile, successful um, uh, and performing players we've had ever leading into a potential uh, World Cup. Yeah, pretty crazy. We're ranked third, mm. which is very exciting. I mean, that makes sense. We took a, we, we got a bronze... Yeah, we got a bronze at the Olympics. Olympics there, by the way. Yeah, yeah so we got a bronze at the at the Olympics. So yeah. that's that's good. I mean, I'm trying to look at our group at the moment. Group E uh, at the Okinawa Arena. Hello, nice place. Mm. Uh, and uh, Germany, Finland, Australia, and Japan. So you've got you've got to think that's pretty yeah. good. That's yeah. not too bad mm. actually. Not too bad with that one uh, as we're going through. So I, I'm looking forward to it. You, you've you've hit the nail on the head. We've got some guns, great players in there, and this is the story of the NBA now. You even hear some of the talking heads in the in the US mentioning it now as well, where it's like you know the last three MVPs. I'm pretty sure last three, yeah, and have have come from Europe. But I tell you what, for, for me, so, the, the, the guy that's um, been at right the front of this um, movement and I, I say it's a movement because none of these if Australian players made it to the NBA they never really wanted to play for Australia anyway until Paddy Mills came along and he somehow made every Australian player that's playing the NBA want to come back and represent their country what a, what a genius mm. Paddy Mills is I love him oh, I think he's a fantastic guy yeah, and I think it's a big swirl of these international players yeah. that are playing in the NBA going, hey, you know, we've got a, we've actually got a tournament that we can play every few years and represent your nation. And I think the European players are a big push of that. Giannis, yep. it was mm. a big push in that. Um, and Jokic, who I reckon is the MVP, even though he didn't actually win it this year. But, like, yeah, they, they've, a lot of these international players that have been winning uh, in the NBA are like, yeah, we can keep doing it outside of it, which makes it exciting. It I know the US fans probably don't love it, but... A competitive World Cup is always an yep. exciting one to watch. So that'll be. I good say build. To see. I say build Paddy Mills a statue. I don't know. I don't know where to put it, but let's let's Mate, build. Mate, they'll him chuck up. one up. Yep. They'll chuck one up here in Brizzy. I yeah, reckon. Why not? 
<laughs> We've got a few spaces. Put it on top of the Caxton, uh, the pub. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's take a quick break. Got to talk AFL, NRL, UFC as well. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. In AFL uh, news here, Shano, Ben Cunnington farewells the game. He does, mate. Um, a bit of a superstar of North Melbourne, a two-time uh, North Melbourne best and fairest. Uh, about 32 in 237 games. He's saying goodbye this weekend against Essendon. Um, but to put it in perspective, look, he's, he's come back from two bouts of testicular cancer. Um, he's, he's beaten that and he's... Um, he just said that he's since he's come back, and it was a, a really big effort to come back from chemo to get back in the side to play AFL um, twice. Um, he just lost his hunger, and he says he's really got more of a, a perspective on life, which is it's good to hear. And I'm sure if you've been through two bouts of uh, cancer, you would have a different perspective. And um, he just said there's younger guys that you know he could be keeping out of the team. Uh, North Melbourne have lost 18 matches in a row, so he's going to move aside for for some young blood to come through and um he can hold his head high as a superstar. Yeah, it's great news there. And then from one from one farewell to a sport to another, uh quickly mm. in the NRL, Wade Graham yep. has announced uh, at a celebration of his 250 for the Sharkies that he'll retire at the end of this season. Now, according to Wikipedia, 292 games. If those are all NRL, He's going to fall, if the Sharks don't make the finals, and he's still kind of in and out, mm. he's going to fall agonisingly short of three hours. He's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But look, he's, he's, oh, he's, he's had a good run. He's been, he's been a, like, he started his career at Penrith, I think, and um, and then went to Cronulla, and he's, as you said, 250 games for that club. And he's, he's been a, a, a real, he's, he's a workhorse, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, I think it's 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 a long it's a long career. I think what was I getting told the other day? The average NRL career is like eighteen yeah. months or something. Yep, something something yep. like that. So whenever anyone can kind of notch up that many, and when someone in the modern NRL can notch up two hundred and fifty <laughs> at one club, yeah. I think is also because you know it seems like I mean, and we can talk about this next story. It seems like a lot of players, even quite young, depart clubs. They do, um, like sometimes multiple times throughout their twenties. Yep. That, you know, the stories of people like from the Storm where you've got, you know, Cam Smith mm-hmm. and Billy Slater and stuff who have been one clubman for their whole career, although Cam's got like a small stint. But, yeah, yep. um, the, the you know, you don't really see that very often. So, yeah, he's been around for quite some time and a great little career that he's managed to notch up there too. He has, mate. Uh, quickly, and another one for the NRL, uh, Sam Burgess leaving the Rabbitohs coaching staff. I think this is a great story for Sam Burgess. He's going back to the UK to coach Warrington in the Super League next season. Um, here's what I'm imagining. <laughs> What's going to happen, you reckon? Three, three or four years' time, Sam Burgess coaching the St. George Dragons. Jeez. I, I thought yeah. you were going to say he's going to get done 
drink driving three times over there. <laughs> well, I have noted gonna, that the Rabbitohs playing Cairns. He's going to a few of the players up. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the Rabbitohs playing Cairns this weekend, and I've noticed that George Burgess, I know he's out, but they're probably happy that he's out for this game because last time George Burgess went up to Cairns, he had a stop sign and was standing on top of a car, wasn't he? Was it him or was it his brother that was doing <laughs> his that? His brother, I think. But I tell you, I, I tell you Sam, Sam Burgess, um, for whatever you're thinking, I actually met him in person. He's actually a really good bloke. Um, and mm. yeah, he, he, that, that fantastic win for the the Bunnies 2014, where he, he broke his cheekbone and he ended up winning the the Clive Churchill Medal. And Russell Crowe was there and he did the gladiator thing, put the thumbs down to, to, to kill him. Oh, it was, it was great right. theatre, mate. And he's a great. He's one of the like he will forever be in the halls of the Rabbitohs. Yeah, he will. You know, history because you know the Rabbitohs finally get themselves a, mm. into a grand final after being kicked out of the comp and whatnot. And then he had his own Sattler moment. Yeah, he did. Like where you know, he broke his face in the first hit up oh, of the game, and then played the whole game, and they won the premiership. Like it's it's you know he's he's part of the not only the stories of the Rabbitohs, but in the history of you know NRL folklore. I imagine it looks um, like having your your face hit with a hammer and then and playing on for eighty minutes is ridiculously tough. Mm. Would he be considered the most successful English import? Would you say? Man of fire, maybe. Um, mm. Yeah, but so yeah, well, because he. Like, cause he, I'm trying to think of ones that like have had proper, you know, premierships. Ex- I mean, oh. who, who was the other English guy? The, the old the, mate for the Roosters. Uh, Roosters who was yeah. old mate? Yeah, what was his name? He used to take people's heads off all the time. Yeah, the big Morley. Morley, yeah. Adrian Morley, Morley. Adrian Morley. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty good too. But you'd be up there. I mean, there's, like, there's so many more now that are coming through. It's fascinating that forwards do better, though. Hey. Yeah, well, I think they're tough, like it, and I think that that it's not they're not very. Um, they have to run straight over there because it's quite wet conditions, so they. They tend to take a very direct line to the to the try line, and, and that's sort of your job as a forward, I suppose. Yeah, it's funny yeah. like the backs don't yeah. tend to do as well. I mean, it's still good. Yep. I mean, Young's doing amazing. He's top try scorer yep. at the moment. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, and quickly on UFC, the two nine three yet to be officially confirmed. Oh, actually, hang on. News this morning. Apparently, it has been officially yeah, confirmed. Yep. There we go. So Strickland will be taking on uh, Adesanya. We all kind of knew this from weeks ago, though. We're just waiting for the official confirmation. Let's be real. But the card is getting some more and more added on there. I know that Tuavasa, Tai Tuavasa, is going to be fighting on that card as well. Another Australian's name has been added to it. Tom Nolan. Now I'm going to read his. I'm going to read his his measurements, if you will, right here. Six foot three, seventy kegs. What? So he's he's four inches taller than me, built, probably in other departments as well. But he's, and he only weighs seventy kegs. He's built, he's built like a minute to six. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so like, in his weight class, he would have Christ. Like he'd be reaching halfway across the bloody octagon compared to the other people. At least to say in the bush, um, he's, he's all pricking bones. <laughs> <laughs> he's been booked to pay a take on Austrian Bogdan Grad um, in the uh, card for two of uh, UFC two nine three. This event in Sydney is going to be great. <clears throat> I went to the one in Perth, uh, which was awesome, and I've got to say it was probably one of the better, one of the best kind of sporting weekends I've been okay. to. When you get to go and you know you go to the weigh-ins, you go to the interview days. Like the UFC really puts a few things on that they're it's it's fun. Like it's quite a fun. So, event you know the to go interesting watch. part of this story is this this Bogdan Grad who he's fighting Tom Nolan. Um, he reckons he started to stalk him the last two weeks online. Like he's just mm. he's just creeping around the internet to stalk him, fight prior yeah. to fighting him. I reckon that's that that would creep me out a bit. I reckon if I was fighting him. Well, I'm I'm liking I'm liking uh, Tom Nolan. It's, it's Tom Big Train Nolan for those okay. playing at home. Okay. 
All right, and he's from Toowoomba. All right, tough. Okay, so get around it, Queenslander. All right, that's it for Afternoon Sport. Make sure you hit follow, subscribe, wherever you listen. But before we go, a big thank you to our Fantastic sponsor, Cell AED. It's the world's smallest defibrillator. We will see you tomorrow with the uh, latest news. See you then, guys. Take care. Hey, Stephen Ferris here, one half of Fire Up. I'm here with the great Chris Gale, the other half of Fire Up. And Stephen, we've had a lot of fun with rugby league over the years, but with the way that concussions and HIAs are going, I give the game about five years. It's looking dark and gloomy, Chris. So you may as well come and tune into the Fire Up podcast now and listen to the last days of rugby league. As we see the little stuff, it's a soap opera and you're going to love it. Find Fire Up on any podcast app.